Sumner program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay! Ah, I love it in Flint! You're very astute. Amazing question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You lucky thing, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom, how are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickersons. (laughs) The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson rises in sympathetic anguish at 2 o'clock in the morning as poor husband John, victim of contagious insomnia, or Schmoe's disease, broadcasts the telltale symptoms during the crucial stage of the dread ailment. Let's listen. It doesn't sound human. He's got it worked out in a regular pattern. (laughs) Now he'll get amused. (laughs) Oh, oh no, John, John. Hmm? Why aren't you laughing? John, John, wake up. You should be giggling and you're crying. What's the matter with you? What's what's the matter, Blanche? You're not snoring like you usually do. Hmm? I was just getting used to your whining and giggling, but now you start crying and it throws me off completely. What are you talking about? You've got to stop it, John. I've never been so sick in all my life and you won't let me get a minute's sleep. I don't feel well. What hurts you, Blanche? Everything hurts me. Call Dr. Marvin. You don't need Dr. Marvin. I'll take care of you. Tell me where it hurts. It's the clams we had tonight. I didn't want to eat them, but you kept insisting. You kept telling me that clams are healthy. What clams are healthy? They are not. They are too. Did you ever hear one complain? I ate more than you did, and I feel perfectly horrible. I mean, fine. Where does it hurt you? I think I'm poisoned. My whole body aches, and I've got a terrible shooting pain between my shoulder blades. Well, lie still, and I'll fry you some cucumbers and hot root beer. Fried cucumbers and hot root beer? Make a new man of you. You just want to finish me off, that's all. Oh, Blanche, I'm only going to make a poultice out of it. It draws out the pain. It's a new medical discovery. What's the matter with an old-fashioned mustard plaster? Okay, I'll fix you an old-fashioned mustard plaster. Where's the bourbon? Bourbon? What's that for? To soak the mustard plaster. John Bickerson. Don't worry, I'll scrape the mustard off first. Where's the bottle? I'm not going to stick any bourbon-soaked plaster on my back. You don't stick it on your back. You hold it over your mouth and squeeze it. Put on the lights. I will not. I don't want you to touch me. I'll bet you're not sick at all. You just thought this pain up to keep me awake. Why don't you leave me alone? I can just hear you saying that to Gloria Gooseby. Why should I say that to Gloria Gooseby? Why, indeed. If you were married to Gloria Gooseby, she wouldn't stand for any of your nonsense. 
Well, I'm not married to her, and she stands for a lot more of my nonsense than you do. What do I care what she stands for? I despise Gloria Gooseby, and you know it. Then why does she keep staring at you like she's hypnotized? She doesn't stare. It's just that she wears those outlandish dresses, and they bring out her eyes. They bring out yours, too. Now look, Blanche, let's make a pact never to mention that woman's name again as long as we live. Well, I keep thinking there's something between you. I swear, I don't even know she's alive. She doesn't mean more to you than I do? She means even less to me than you do. I I like the way that sounded. Well, don't go looking for hidden meanings. Now, if you're really sick, I'll do anything you want to make you feel better. But if you feel okay, all I ask is that you let me have a few hours sleep. I did have a little headache before, but now I've lost it. It isn't lost. I've got it. Every morning when I go to work, I'm bleary-eyed and I stumble around the office in a stupor. I don't know how much longer my boss is going to stand for. Why do you stumble around, John? Well, because I don't get enough sleep. I'm completely debilitated. Why, only last week I failed to pass the insurance examination. Was it the same examination you had before? Well, certainly. Then why didn't you copy the answers off the old policy? It's not answers they want. They give you a medical checkup and apparently I'm not such an ideal physical specimen. I think you're wonderful. You've got the nicest legs of any man I've ever seen. I don't think I'm long for this world. Am I responsible for it, John? No. I am, too. I know I am. John, can I talk to you? Sure, go ahead and talk. I've been thinking about how we quarrel all the time, and I'm sure we love each other as much as any other married couple, and I know they must have their little arguments, and maybe more than some, I just... John! You said I could talk to you! Well, am I stopping you? I want you to listen. Okay. I didn't know your health was bad, and I'm worried... Anything happened to you, and I'd blame myself for not taking the proper precautions. You know what I think. What do you think, Blanche? I think you ought to make out a will. Make out a will? I thought you were worried about me. Well, you don't want to leave me at the mercy of all those grasping relatives of yours, do you? The minute you drop dead... Don't talk like that. Can't you say passed on or something like that? Well, you always say drop dead. That's only when I'm talking to your brother Amos. You should be a little more delicate when you're discussing wills. Why? Well, because you make it sound like I'm going to go at any minute. Well, they don't give you two weeks' notice, you know. You just told me you couldn't get any more insurance. Oh, I can get all the insurance I want. I don't care. You should make out a will just the same. Okay, I'll make it out tomorrow. You say it, but you won't do it. What? Get up and do it now. Go on, get up, make out a will. Wait, you're out of your mind. In the first place, a will isn't legal unless you have two witnesses. And in the second place, I haven't got anything to leave in the first place. Unless you're thinking of that phony stock your thieving brother sold me. What phony stock? Those 500 shares of Kentucky Saltpeter. They're not worth the paper they're written on. Nobody's going to take anything, and I don't need a will. You're the most stubborn man that ever lived, John. Why? Why am I stubborn? It's the hardest thing in the world to make you admit I'm right when you know I'm wrong. There's a woman's logic for you. Suppose I do make out a will, and nobody can touch anything except you, okay? Now you've got all my worldly goods. Next thing you know, you get over your grief and marry a guy without a dollar to his name, like that broken-down snore specialist, Dr. Marvin. Oh, I'm not going to marry anybody. He'll give up his practice, take you for every penny, my hard-earned money. 
the little possessions I slaved for. He'll drive my brand new car, drink my bourbon, loaf around like a prince. John? Why don't you make the bum get a job, Blanche? For heaven's sake, John. What's gotten into you? Well, why did you start all this talk about Will? Well, I'll tell you. Amos just got a job as a notary public. Amos? And he gets two dollars for every seal he puts on a will. I knew he was at the bottom of it, that chiseling, grasping... There's nothing wrong with my brother Amos. No? You're just jealous because he thinks up ways to make a living without working. Uh-huh. All it takes is a little brains. Well, nobody's got a littler brains than Amos. He's the cause of 90% of our fights. Oh, go to sleep. Ha. Huh. Go to sleep, she tells me, practically coaxes me into a funeral, gets her brother to steal my will, keeps me up half the night with Gloria, Gooseby, and Clams. Now she tells me, go to sleep. I can't sleep. Never sleep another wink as long as... (sighs) Hello? The the phone's dead. It's, It's leaking. Put down that bottle of bourbon. I'll get the phone. I wonder who's calling at this hour. I can't imagine. Ow, my leg! Oh, put the lights on. The lights are on. Take off my sleep shoes. Oh, hello? Blanche, this is Amos. Oh, what do you want, Amos? Hey, did you talk him into it? No, and I'm not going to try anymore. What are you talking about? Everybody's got to have a will. I drew mine up today. I left everything I have in the world to Jekyll. John. Huh? Amos said he drew up his will today and left everything he has in the world to you. Tell him I don't want her. Amos, John says he's very pleased. Fine. And you know, one good turn deserves another. Sure. I'll talk to him tomorrow. It's very important to have a will, Blanche. There's a big case going on right now. All the relatives are fighting over the dough because the rich old lady didn't file a will. Really? Yeah. She had $100,000 in cash and hid it in the bustle of her wedding dress. Hey, tell Jacko. John. Yeah? An old lady died, and they found $100,000 in her bustle. That's a lot of money to leave behind. He says that's a... Never mind. I heard him. I'll bring my notary seal around tomorrow, Blanche. You better wait until I call you. Good night, Amos. Oh, dear. John. John! Mm -hmm. I've got that shooting pain between my shoulder blades again. Oh? Let's have a look. Right right here. It must be arthritis or neuralgia. It hits me like a like a knife. What is it, John? It's it's the price tag on your nightgown. Here. Oh, no wonder my back was hurting. Holy smokes, forty eight fifty? Is that what that nightgown costs? Yes, I just bought it this morning. Ah. What's the matter, John? Now my back is hurting. Good night, Blanche. Good night, John. to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program.
The doctor was looking at the x-ray, and I asked him, what do you see? And he kept on looking at the x-ray, as he said in French to me. I see bones. I see gizzards and bones. And a few kidney stones. Among the lovely bones. I see hips. And 14 paper clips. Three asparagus tips. Among the lovely bones. I see things. In your peritoneum That belong in the British Museum I see your spine And your spine looks divine It's exactly like mine Now doesn't that seem strange? Among your lovely bones. Oh, hello there, nurse. Come over here and look at this X-ray. It's really remarkable. Isn't the lumbar vertebrae supposed to be connected to the clavicle? Well, I know, but it's Scotch tape. Hey, look what's in there. Look at that, it's a stamp. It's a 1922 McKinley Ultramarine Blue with imperfect perforations. I've got to get that out and put it in my collection. Look in there, there's printing. What does it say in there? U.S. Certified Grade A. Look at this, it's fascinating. See those little round things? You know what those are? Those are M&Ms. Those people are right. They don't melt. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. And if you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov 
gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner. And hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and uh, this month of March has uh, a lot going on, to be sure, starting with uh, Mardi Gras and coming up later this week, uh, St. Patrick's Day. It's uh, also home to the first day of spring and the uh, beginning of daylight savings time. The Oscars coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, it's also uh, International Women's History Month. So it probably is not a big surprise to anyone that you might not be aware that uh, March is also National Kidney Month. And who better to talk about that with than my guest this hour, who is the um, co-founder of, let me get this right, the uh, co-founder for the Kidney Health Center of Maryland. He is an MD and Chief Medical Information Officer at DaVita and a part-time clinical nephrologist in Maryland. He joins me by phone, uh, Dr. Adam Weinstein. Adam, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having me. Um, awful lot of build-up there to uh, try and swing the spotlight around to uh, kidney health. Um, but but let's talk about that a little bit because uh, something like 37 million adults in the U.S. have chronic kidney disease, but maybe as many as 90% don't know it. Um, how, how would you know? Yeah, it's a good question, Tom. So as you suggest, many people who have uh, decreased kidney function aren't aware of the problem. It, it doesn't come with a whole lot of symptoms, especially early on in the disease process. And so most kidney doctors recommend that patients get screened with their primary care physician um, through blood work. That is a standard blood test that are often performed as part of physicals or other routine checks of blood work to identify what their current kidney function is. So this is one of the reasons that you want to make sure and have regular physicals and the related screenings and tests that, that are typically with them is, is to find out things like kidney function. That's exactly correct, Tom. In fact, you know, patients who have other chronic illnesses are, are at the highest risk for kidney disease. So people that have uh, long-standing blood pressure problems or uh, diabetes or on other chronic medications are, are the folks that we most commonly see as kidney doctors. And so, in particular, those kinds of patients are, are even wiser to go get that kind of routine screening you made reference to. Now, I don't know if it's just me or or if other people feel this way too, but it seems like we hear about kidney transplant more often than other organs. Is that because potential donors have two kidneys? So, so that's one reason. Um, you know, the, the kidney, tra kidney transplants in general, as terms of transplanted organs, have, have been one of the longest-standing transplanted organs in, in healthcare, And it's also the best answer to patients that have end-stage or very advanced kidney disease who, who no longer have functioning kidneys. And, and as you suggest, because there are two kidneys in, in most adults, um, it's easier to transplant one. But, but the fact is that most 
transplant patients actually uh, don't get living donor transplants. They, they receive a, a transplant from a deceased donor. But either way, the work of transplant and managing those transplants is, is absolutely the best option for patients, which is why you hear about it so often. Better than dialysis? It, it is. So kidney transplants are absolutely better than kidney dialysis. Um, kidney transplant recipients have a higher quality of life and often a longer life than patients who are on dialysis alone. And, and yet dialysis has evolved over time. Used to be you had to go into a, a clinic or a hospital to um, have dialysis, and, and I can't, I, I, I don't know how frequent, but, but pretty frequently, and now it's possible to get those treatments at home? That's correct, Tom. So dialysis is, uh, comes in a couple different varieties. There's the type of dialysis that you mentioned, which is uh, typically three times a week at a dialysis center in which your blood is cleaned while you're attached to a dialysis machine. There's also dialysis that you can do in your house. That's called peritoneal or, or home dialysis. And while both options are available and both options are safe and effective, the fact is that I think we strongly encourage patients to consider doing dialysis at home as it also offers a, a, a lot of flexibility and often the patients describe a higher quality of life. What is at the root of um, kidney disease and ultimately kidney failure? Is it a cancer? Is it uh, uh, something about... Uh, diet and, and uh, environment, toxins, et cetera? Yeah, it's a great question, Tom, and, and that's one of the reasons we have things like kidney month. So kidney, kidney disease is often the result of other illnesses that, you know, there, there are, as I said, causal factors like diabetes, hypertension, exposure to medications, Certainly, there can be other problems, certain types of diseases like rheumatologic diseases that can cause kidney damage as well. The issue at hand is that once you've been identified as having some degree of kidney dysfunction, your primary doctor may refer you to a kidney specialist, and either way, the kidney specialist and your primary doctor will work to discover what the cause of your kidney dysfunction is so they can work to slow down the process of kidney damage, which is really the main goal of all of this kind of discussion. Are there um, things that people can do in terms of lifestyle, diet, exercise, etc., that that help with kidney health, specifically um, certain kinds of foods that, that people should eat um, so that they don't suffer kidney uh, disease and failure, or um, is it the the usual practices for good health in general? Yeah, it's it's more the latter, but I would say that maintaining a a, a balanced diet, maintaining a, a good exercise routine, maintaining uh, lean body weight, maintaining good blood pressure and ensuring that if you have diabetes, it's under excellent control, are all the tricks to keeping your kidneys healthy. Now, that also, luckily enough, prevents heart attacks, strokes, other kinds of diseases as well. And so really, you know, it's, it's maintaining that overall body health that's so important. Once kidneys 
get a little sicker. That is, once you've been identified as having some degree of kidney disease, some, some patients do need dietary adjustments. And certainly, um, there's information out there talking about this. But in general, we've been able to, you know, work specifically with patients identified as having kidney disease um, to specifically tailor diets to whatever's going on with their kidney. Moreover, as you suggested, it's really just keeping yourself healthy that protects us from advancing kidney disease and even getting kidney disease to start with. Um, what about the demographics of all this? Is there a certain um, uh, age range, gender, ethnicity that's uh, at higher or lower risk of uh, kidney disease? Now, when I, when I think about the patients at, at highest risk for kidney disease, I, I certainly think about older adults. I think about uh, patients who have long-standing problems with blood pressure and diabetes. And certainly we are aware that uh, individuals of African-American or Hispanic descent tend to have more kidney disease than Caucasians, but certainly there's plenty of Caucasians with kidney disease as well. So when I, when I look at you know, a patient population, I'm really thinking about folks with, with chronic illnesses um, like diabetes and hypertension, who are at the highest risk for needing the kinds of screening that determine kidney function. And and with um, when you talk about African Americans um, and and having maybe higher risks, I I hear that about a lot of different health concerns. Is it because um, because of of healthcare disparity in this country um, that African Americans seem to be at higher risk for most conditions, including uh, kidney disease? That's a complex question, Tom. Um, and I'm you know, not trying to put you on the spot, Adam. I, but, but I just wonder, no. because I hear that so often, I just wonder if maybe that's not a contributing factor as well. Certainly. So, and, and as I said, it's a, it's a complex answer because it's, it's not just healthcare disparities. There, there are certain um, populations of patients who are both of Hispanic and African-American descent who, who are at higher risk for kidney disease simply because of their heritage. But you're absolutely correct. Kidney disease also tends to trend more frequently with folks who are, uh, I guess, at, at the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. Having said that, you know, it is still wise for folks to be aware of their chronic illnesses as the, the, the trigger for getting screened for kidney disease, irrespective of any ethnicity or socioeconomic status. Is the risk higher for men than women? Um, I don't think it, it varies quite a bit between men and women so much as the other factors that we talked about. Interesting. Um how is it that, um, Adam, that, that so many people are affected by kidney disease but don't know that they are? Is it simply because the, uh, um, the it, it doesn't come with a lot of symptoms, or is it because people aren't screening their own health as effectively as they could and should be? Yeah, I, I think it falls into a couple reasons, and, and you certainly hit on two of them. So the first is that 
kidney disease, especially in its early stages, doesn't come with a whole lot of symptoms. Only once kidneys are very sick might you start to feel tired or perhaps notice swelling or things along those lines that could be indicative of kidney dysfunction. But, but you're absolutely right. I, I think, you know, there's uh, a lack of ongoing early screening and monitoring with primary care doctors in some instances. And, and as you suggest, you know, the, there are folks who are perhaps uninsured and aren't getting access to the health care they need for that kind of screening as well. So those are the primary reasons that I see people are not aware of their kidney disease before, we, before it becomes more of an issue and it's identified either under urgent circumstances, like I'm in the emergency room for one problem and they discover it, or because I'm preparing for another medical procedure, like you know, I need some form of surgery, and part of the screening lab work identifies this problem of kidney dysfunction. Are there things that can be done to, um, uh, to stop the uh, um, deterioration of kidney function and, and to stop kidney disease if it's found early enough? Are there other kinds of uh, treatments that, that help in the treatment or, or uh, promotion of uh, healthy uh, kidneys? Yeah, it's a great question. And many of my patients have to control the reason they have kidney dysfunction as the way to slow or, or, or keep stable your kidney function. So what I mean by that is if you have diabetes, it, it's ensuring that you're keeping your sugars under good control, either through better medication management, better diet management, or weight loss. If it's blood pressure, it's making sure that we're getting the right medications and having good consistent readings so we understand the range of your blood pressures. If it's because you're being exposed to certain types of medications, it may be dose adjustments or choosing different medications that can cause kidney harm. Uh, unfortunately, once kidneys are damaged, they're often damaged. That is, I can't make kidneys better. But what I can do as a kidney doctor is ensure that patients are doing everything they can to keep their kidney function stable. I just, I just wondered, I remember... When I was when I was a kid, of course that was you know way back in the olden days, Adam. But um, there 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 were all kinds of jokes about Carter's little liver pills, and I just wondered if there if if Carter ever made uh, little kidney pills. If there if there was some sort of treatment for kidney health, if um, the risk of kidney uh, disease presented itself um, early when, when testing and blood tests yeah. and so on. <laughs> I, I wish there was as a kidney doctor, but no, <laughs> none of the things that um, are advertised as kidney and liver health pills, whether it was from 1890 or, you know, 2020, none of those things are, are really working in that kind of way. It, it, as I said, it's mostly about controlling the underlying risk factors for kidney disease. Um. And and once uh, once it's discovered that that a patient has kidney disease, um, how long before it becomes end stage? That's a great question. It, it's so once you've been identified as having chronic kidney disease, um, your doctor, your primary doctor, um, may choose to refer you to a nephrologist. And the, between the primary physician and the kidney doctor, the nephrologist, they will help a patient understand where their current kidney function is, that is, what percent function is still existent in your kidneys, 
and then help you understand the rate or the speed with which you're losing your kidneys. Um, the goal, obviously, is to make that speed zero, so keep your kidney function where it is. But depending on why your kidneys are not working well will determine how fast they deteriorate further. Um, the most important thing for patients to walk away with is, is those two questions, which is what is my kidney function and is it staying stable or steady from visit to visit with the doctors? And because that's a blood test, it's, it's relatively easy to obtain and understand the numbers once you're into the process of working with your primary and or your kidney physician. What, um, and, and maybe this is a little off topic, but um, Adam, what a- attracted you to this specialty? That's a great question, and I actually get asked it a fair bit. Um, there's a couple things that made me really excited to be a kidney doctor and, and actually then go on to help other kidney doctors do what they do. Uh, so first off, the relationship that kidney doctors have with their patients is often very long-standing. I have patients I've taken care of for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, in addition, because of the intensity around, especially patients with very long-standing and very advanced kidney disease, you develop a deep relationship with these patients. That is, many of my patients, um, while they're not my family, I certainly have known them and I know them well enough, I know their families, and, and you become part of their lives and they become part of yours. And I, that's the part of medicine that I, I really enjoy, which is getting to know people and working with them and being, I think, you know, a, a special advisor to them as they go through whatever is happening to them from a health standpoint. The other part of kidney disease that I really like is the fact that it's interesting biochemistry. The kidneys control and balance electrolytes, acid-base function, a variety of other hormonal functions in the body. And, and as, a, as a doctor, I, I really am into that stuff. It's interesting to me, and it was certainly uh, the thing that appealed to me the most as I was going through my medical training. Is it possible um, when, when you're treating someone for kidney disease for one kidney to be affected and not the other? Is it ever the case where one kidney is removed and a person can live for a long time with the other kidney? I actually get asked that question a fair bit, Tom. It's, um, most kidney diseases do impact both kidneys simultaneously. Um, in certain rare instances, for instance, um, if uh, you were born with one kidney that was uh, physically abnormal for some reason, or you have chronic kidney stones and uh, one kidney was affected differently than the other, you certainly could end up where, where a kidney disease is only manifesting in one kidney. But the vast majority of patients only have kidney dysfunction because of both kidneys uh, not working well, or I should say a disease impacting both kidneys. I, I can't help it, but I keep thinking of a joke I heard from Red Fox once about a uh, woman who went into the butcher and said, I'd like some kidleys, and the butcher said, kidleys? You mean kidneys, don't you? And she said, I said kidleys, diddle I? <laughs> it's a pretty ter- it's a pretty terrible joke, but I, I, I couldn't get it out of my head. So thanks for putting up with that. Um Adam, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Um, Are there some pretty good online resources where people can uh, uh, study up about this? Absolutely. So two websites that I would recommend. Uh, First, DaVita, my company, has a lot of resources available. 
Uh, one is through Davita, D-A-V-I-T-A dot com forward slash C-K-D, all uppercase. So that's C is in kid chronic, K is in kidney, D is in disease, all uppercase dot com. Um, sorry, let me repeat that. It's Davita.com forward slash C-K-D, where C-K-D is all uppercase, as in chronic kidney disease. The second is kidney smart, all one word, uh, dot org which is a website for general consumers and offers a lot of information about kidney function and available classes. Um, and, and Adam, tell me a little bit about uh, DeVito. We never did get into that at all. Yeah, so <clears throat> DeVito is a, a large international kidney care company. Um, we offer a variety of services, including uh, dialysis services, uh, both in center and at home, as we discussed earlier. We also have a strong focus on uh, early kidney disease and making sure patients are both identified and offered appropriate options. Um, we work with kidney doctors throughout the United States and really throughout the world to make sure that uh, we are partnering with the physicians and the patients to deliver the best kidney care we can across the entire spectrum of treatment options. Well, Adam, thanks so much for uh, spending this time with me um, and the listeners this morning. Um, I, I appreciate it, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Tom. This was fun. I appreciate your time as well. All right. Take care. You well. That was uh, Dr. Adam Weinstein. He is uh, the Chief Medical Information Officer for DaVita Kidney Care. He is um, also the uh, co-founder for the Kidney Health Center of uh, Maryland and um, a clinical nephrologist in Maryland uh, part-time. And um, we're going to... Uh, take a short break and have more of the uh, Tom Sumner program coming up in just a little bit. Now, when a virus comes along that's spreading like a plague and POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague, well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better... <coughs> now, back in 1918, influenza had its run. But half the docks were busy overseas with World War I. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, because we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised. Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us. In a stretch of quarantine, the last until July. A super bad, transmittable, Super bad, transmittable, contain. 
This is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMeg. Flint Community Schools. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Loan Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan, Quiplet Technology, My Community College, Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to tom at tomsumnerprogram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, Visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom Dana. Dana? Something must be wrong. She never calls. Dana? What's wrong? Take this down. She's stranded on the side of the road. I'm not. She needs us to send her an Amazon gift card. I don't. And she'll use it to pay the tow truck driver. I won't. Mom, Dad, that's not me. It's a scam. Scam artists will call, text, or email people trying to get them to buy a gift card from Amazon or some other company. And then ask for the gift card number over the phone. 
Remember, gift cards are for gifting, not for paying people. If someone asks for payment using a gift card from Amazon, Target, or some other store, it's a scam. Hang up or delete the message. These scammers are awful. Wish they'd pretend to be her brother sometimes. Be nice to hear from him. For more tips on avoiding scams, visit michigan.gov AG for your connection to consumer protection. I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. My first the time. first time on. Yeah. Well, let me explain to you what we're going to do. Fine. First of all, we work this show with three cameras. Three cameras? Yes, we have three cameras. We have one in the center over here. Uh-huh. We have one on the side. Oh, yeah. And one over here on this side. Oh, yeah. Now, all three of these cameras are immobile. They're where? They're fixed. I didn't know that. Yes, they're stationary cameras. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They don't move. You said fixed, doesn't yeah. Well, they're fixed in place. I had my cat fixed. We can go there. Oh, no, no. It's not the same thing at all. Oh, so, terrible Tom, we used to call it. So, so, so uh, what's important is... Oh, he was the terror of the name. We had to have him fixed. Yeah, but I want you to pay attention. He to just me. sits in the bread box and stares at me now. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's very important. We call him Sam Spade. All right. Now, just forget about your cat for a minute. I have to explain to you what we're going to do. Well, the important thing is just look at the camera where you see the red light. First of all, we'd like you to uh, tell us something about yourself. We know that you are a doctor. Yes, a DM. An MD. MD. An MD. <laughs> doctor, in, uh, in medicine today, it seems to me that most men are specializing. Well, what's happened an awful lot to, today in medicine is that we have found that uh, in medicine that many of the people, particularly the doctors, are specializing. Yes, well, I'm certainly glad you cleared that up for us. Uh, and, we were uh, talking about that old last Thursday down at the doctor place. The hospital. The hospital. The hospital. The hospital. And, uh, and how about you, doctor? What's yours? Uh, bourbon, if you have it. No. Well, doctor, I, I mean, in, uh, in what field do you operate, sir? Well, we don't operate in the field. We have a new building. No. Well, some of the older ladies complain of grass stains. Well, are you in obstetrics? No, we're down next to the elevator. No. Doctor, I, I mean, you do have a specialty. Someone comes to see you. Your name's on the door there. Oh, yes. And uh, it's yes. as your specialty. Right. I'm a surgeon. Surgeon. C-E-R-G-O-N. <laughs> You're a general surgeon? Yes, I do. You uh, you do general surgery? Yes, I am. Well, which I was correct, of course, we realize you don't operate alone. No, we like to have a patient there. Uh, uh, you go cutting right through the wood otherwise. No. Doctor, I, I mean that you do have a crew to assist you. Oh, if I see, I'm asking you these questions because I would imagine there must be thousands of young men around the country. Well, there must be. I can't get on a golf. Yes, I know. But I, I meant watching our program tonight. And I'll bet you a lot of these young fellows are interested in medicine. Well, I hope so uh, because we've got a lot of it we're trying to sell. No, no, no. They don't want to buy any medicine. We're over 
first doctor in Oriole, Mass. No, doctor. I mean, some of these young fellows watching the show tonight might have an interest in a medical career. Oh, hallelujah. Well, we certainly need them. Well, we need them down at the doctor place. Oh, it's the hospital. Yes, I think these young fellows should realize you just don't get to be a doctor. No, sir. You've got to study. 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 Long, hard period of training. You certainly are. You have to study everything. Study is as study does. Isn't that the You truth? must read lots of pamphlets. Oh, yeah. Hang around the drugstore. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, pharmaceuticals is a great study. It certainly can. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor, you were very high in your class. No, I get high on weekends. No, 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 doctor. You, you graduated magna cum laude. Magna cum laude. Right, right, right there. Number one in the class of over 400. 412. Yes, sir. I was class president and uh, captain of the lacrosse team. Is that so? And I was also the uh, valedictorian. The valedictorian. The valedictorian of your class. In your valedictory address, doctor, you included a motto. I certainly will. Now, I haven't heard this motto, but I understand this is the thought that you claim is responsible for having put you in this eminent position you now uh, enjoy in the medical world. Medical world is as medical world does. Well, that isn't the motto. No, 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 no. Well, I wonder if we could prevail upon you, doctor, to pass your motto on to our television audience at this time. You know it might help some of these young fellows would like to follow in your footsteps. I'd be more than coil. Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you. I knew you were doctor. Thank you. The motto that has helped me through life and through school, and it goes, how many times have we jumped over and said to ourselves, let's go back. These are the new things, and throw out, and we go back and say, how many, and that's not enough. We must feel in our hearts that the highway of life is paved, and we must walk the white line of life and know that each of us that has ever and gone back has known that the new, don't touch me, the newness we can feel, that as you lift it, lift it as you. Know not why, but why know not. These are the things that we worry. All of us, gather a whole big bunch of it and throw it against the wall sometimes. I'm sure there was something in there for almost everybody. Oh, yeah. Doctor, I want to thank you for taking some of your valuable time and spending it here with us tonight. Well, I feel that if I can bring, uh, and, and whether or not... Yes, well, I'm still working on throw it against the wall, so we'll work on that. But I, I did want to ask you one question before you left, Doctor. Uh, you're familiar with this great problem that's uh, uh, just covering the whole world, the population exposure. Oh, big problem, big, big problem. problem. And, and I, oh. I don't have the figures oh. readily at hand, but I understand that somewhere in the world there's a woman having a baby every couple of seconds. Yes, that's the problem. We've got to find her and stop her. All right, this was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Wash my hands. I don't touch my face. I stay at home. Shelter in place. Don't go to work I wear a mask and gloves Stay away from church I avoid old folks And should I sneeze I do it in my elbow Or up my Feet apart That is the room 
can go back to school I'm washing my hands Like a raccoon with OCD I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC I've taken down all my mirrors And I'm sick of what I see Of quarantine will be the death of me. The death of me. I risk a trip to the grocery store to buy a TP and a few things more. But when I get there, all I can find. Sixteen honey buns and some mad dog wine. I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with OCD. I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors 'cause I'm sick of what I see. So this quarantine's gonna be the death of me. The death of me. You know they say this is war, but we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Pork Chop Hill. And we just lay here on the couch and watch TV. Whew, I'd rather volunteer for a high-risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bad soup. I know I'm talking out of my head, saying crazy stuff over and over, like "Yes, dear, yes, dear." At breakfast, I meant to say, "Honey, please pass me the pepper." Well, what slipped out was, "You crazy woman, you've ruined my life." <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized. <laughs> as soon as I regained consciousness. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh yeah. Hey, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. I want to say thanks to all the guests that were on the show today. Dr. Adam Weinstein talking about. National Kidney Month this past hour, <clears throat> and uh, businessman turned uh, actor and author Gary Lee Miller talking about his award-winning novel, Finding Grace, and we started out this morning talking with um, Genevieve Grabman, the author of Challenging Pregnancy, A Journey Through the Politics and Science of Healthcare in America. Coming up tomorrow, it's Wednesday, which means armchair politics. We'll hear from radio host and author Tom Hartman prior to our two-hour roundtable with Jan Worth Nelson joining our roundtable regulars. So hopefully you'll join us too. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. 
most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.